Dusty, what's the one book you can always find in our car when we're on a trip? Honestly, Mike, it is usually a Moon travel guide. That's right. Moon is our favorite travel guidebook publisher because not only are they a source for ethical travel and the best ways to get away, but their books also are packed full of information on everything from sites to see, trails to hike, restaurants, and lodging, all from real authors who are local to the areas they're writing about. That's right. And we're so excited that this year we are again partnering with Moon Travel Guides. Ready to cross something off your travel bucket list in 2024? Have a lot of great ideas for trips, but don't know how to get started or keep your itinerary organized? Wherever your wanderings might take you or inspire you to go, Moon Travel has you covered. Moon Travel is the travel guidebook publisher for ethical travel. Don't spend months trying to craft the perfect getaway when you can do it all with Moon. Whether you're headed abroad, planning to take to the open road, or want to wander the trails of a national park, make sure to pack a Moon Travel Guide with you. Through the end of 2024, our listeners can get 20% off any Moon Travel Guide when they use the code GAZE20 at checkout. That's amazing. And that is code GAZE24, G-A-Z-E-2-4 for 20% off any Moon travel guide in Moon's entire library. And that is just for our listeners, and you cannot find that anywhere else. Be sure to visit Moon.com. Head to our show notes and check it out and see Moon's entire collection of travel guidebooks. Hello and welcome to Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast. I'm Dusty. And I'm Mike. And if you're joining us for the first time, Gaze at the National Parks is the podcast that explores the trails of America's national parks. One hiking trail and one national park, one park at a time. In between our full-length episodes which explore these trails, we have trail mix episodes. These episodes cover a variety of topics related to the national parks and the environment, and often explore topics we didn't have time to cover in depth in a full-length episode. Right now, our full-length episodes are all about the trail in Glacier National Park, located in the area of land also called Montana. We would also like to acknowledge that the land also known as Glacier National Park is on the traditional and stolen lands of the Blackfeet and the Tanaha Nation. The land also called Glacier National Park is also known for its bear population. And today's trail mix is all about how to be bear aware. Bear aware. We're right. not talking about on the beach or at the club. <laughs> Right. We're talking about or in, in Provincetown or in Pro- Provincetown at the bar Provincetown. I mean, certainly you can be bear aware, right? Yeah, those bears are easy to spot. <laughs> they are, and they're very sweet. They are. They are. <laughs> We're talking about real bears out right. in the world. I mean, there are plenty of them. Yeah. So we've had some experiences with bears. Mostly, it's me waking up in the morning. Right. Um, The most anxiety-inducing experience was when we were actually in Grand Tetons. Right. Yes, or in the Grand Teton National Park. Okay, so let's talk about our experiences with bears, right? Okay, so the first time we ever encountered a bear Mm -hmm. together was actually in Shenandoah National Park. Mm -hmm. It was our first time in Shenandoah. We were only there for a day. Two days, I think. No, no, it, was, a it day. was just a day. Yeah. We drove down early in the morning. We got there around like 11. Mm-hmm. We talked to a junior ranger. A regular ranger. I don't think so. A ranger in training. Yeah. Yeah. They were very young. Yeah. And told us a few things to do. We went to a couple of spots. And the second spot we went to was uh, we went out on the trail for about 15 feet. Yeah. And then we saw a black bear, baby black bear. And we were like, oh, no. And at that point, we (laughs) didn't know how to respond to bears. So we just turned around and walked away. Yeah. 
Um, not our finest hour. Not our finest moment. Mm-mm. We got to the parking lot and we saw these other two hikers about to go in we're who like, were also from New Jersey. Right. And we said, oh, we just saw a bear. And they were like, oh, uh, okay. Yeah. They didn't, <laughs> it wasn't, like, they didn't have a just problem. Just make a lot of noise. They told us, just make a lot of noise. Let the bear leave first. Yeah. We were like, oh, okay. They said black bears are not grizzly bears. Mm-hmm. So that was our first time interacting with bear awareness. Yes. And then the next time, was it in Catoctin Mountain when we saw that bear like barreling? Oh, that's right. Down the like It was the black side? bear. It was another black bear. Yeah. From the car. Yeah. yeah. From the car we yeah. saw it in Catoctin Mountain yeah. in Maryland. In Maryland. Yep. The next bear encounter that we had was, I think, okay, so for all of our time that we spent in Glacier, we actually didn't ever encounter a bear on the trail. No. We did see a bear on the side of the road one morning, mm-hmm. very briefly. Yes. It sort of appeared and right then at it the disappeared start of going very, to the very road. early yeah. on the east side. Yeah. And then there was a bear at the campsite that we were staying on. But we didn't see that but bear. But we didn't see that bear. However, there was a family from South Carolina who did not put away their garbage no there are signs everywhere there are dumpsters with like you know bear proof dumpsters bear proof dumpsters to put all your trash in and they just left it by their campsite assuming that someone would come and get that for them yeah yeah right trash pickup ring a ding ding (laughs) i'm like here's this is what i'm gonna say we were staying in a campsite that was lovely for the campsite that it was but like when you look around, there's not they're not offering turn down service. Right. I think a KOA will take your trash away. Yeah. That has been yes. true. You can also dump it, but yes. You can do. also dump your own trash. Also like, if you are in an area that might have bears, yeah. one, it's on you to know that. Yeah. And two, it's on you to like, respond accordingly. Yeah. And also no one else right. was leaving it's their situational garbage. awareness too. Y'all. So yeah. Y'all. It was bad. Yeah. I was in... Now, this was a really lovely moment for me personally because I love drama I'm not a part of, (laughs) as do you. Exactly. You live for it. (laughs) You live... It's like an IV for you. (laughs) Just get my binoculars out and my hearing horn. (laughs) I was in the camp office when the mother from this family that left out their garbage was inside just... Incensed, right? Incensed. And the associate behind the counter was it was like kind of having like a conversation with a with a with delusion right (laughs) and so this person was doing a really great job of trying to be very firm and clear with this woman but she was just not getting it she was like ma'am you have to take your garbage out the reason that everybody had to literally pack up at 11 p.m last night because they came down there and they said everybody there's a bear around you have to literally break camp break down your camp put it all in your car drive your car up to the camp office and sleep in your car for the night and this happened to at least like how many eight nine ten families that were staying in this area they all had to do that it was bad and this woman her garbage was the cause of it and um i watched the entire conversation i might as well have had a bowl of popcorn <laughs> like i exited and i was like oh my god you're not gonna believe this you were brimming with tea. oh i was brimming with tea <laughs> the tea was spilling out of all sides so we never saw that bear no but we were, we were assuming that it was grizzly bear yeah because you know black bears here's the other thing like Black bears can do plenty of harm too. Sure. But grizzly bears are the ones that will kill people. Yeah. 
sell. As this did also happen while we were out in Montana, not near Glacier, right. but there was a story about someone who had left food in their tent and moved the food out of the tent into their car, but the food smell was still there and they were killed by a grizzly. That's right. Yep. So My mom called me and was like, did you see that this happened? And I'm like, that was on the other side of the state. Mm-hmm. And yes, I saw. Yeah. We have no food out tent. at all. Yeah. Inside of containers, inside of a car. Yeah. So. So, um, yeah. 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 It wasn't great. No. That wasn't great. No. But I think our sort of like highest... We have two other moments with bears. Well, we we were involved in a big traffic snarl in Yellowstone because people were oh, freaking there out was about that, bears. Be, there was one black bear yeah. like up the hill. The traffic was, was deadlock yeah. to see the bear. Yeah, a black it was, bear. It was like the black bear had come out from wherever it had been and like everybody was like losing their minds. <laughs> Literally. Literally. And we were like, okay, well was like y'all it's a black bear and now he can sort of sense that all of you are watching him and Mm -hmm. it's not great no it's not great no before we get to our moment of highest drama (laughs) we also saw a family of black bears that were fairly close to us yeah like maybe 25 feet away yeah which is probably too close they Um, you know we didn't enter we weren't like, we were on a trail and then here they come yeah, like walking, crossing the trail crossing the trail yeah. it was a family of black bears like three cubs and a mama it was it was three cubs and they were so cute and we were with other people that we weren't hiking with they just happened we to be happened on the trail upon with us, them and they were getting too close so we had to sort of be like no no don't get that's, no, no. that's too close we had to sort of be like bear police there for a minute to just be like don't get much closer because this is going to be a problem for you it is going to be a problem um, um, Something, that was a docile experience. Oh, it was. Yeah. And they, you know, we we just sat there, took some photos, and then they continued on. Yep, and then we the all trail. walked on. Yep. Right? But let's talk about our moment of highest <laughs> drama. We talk about this in episode 69, Jenny Lake and Inspiration Point in Grand Teton National Park. So what happened, Mike? Well, when we were headed around Jenny Lake towards Inspiration Point, we had as we were getting closer to the dock for Inspiration Point, we did have some people come up to us and say, just so you know, there were some bears down the trail. The both of us went, oh, okay, what kind of bears? And the guy was like, they're black bears. And we were like, okay. We were talking, we were being loud, we were banging our hiking poles together at this point. And then we walked a little further down the trail and <laughs> we encountered three very distraught people. That said, we just saw a grizzly bear and a moose in the span of like two minutes. Yeah. yeah. They said there's a group of yeah. bears yeah. and I said, is it black bears? And they said, it's grizzly bears and black bears. Mm-hmm. And what we felt was going to be like, a, Oh, this is a bear experience that we're probably going to happen upon. Cause we're walking this direction on the trail suddenly became like a terrifying experience because now grizzly bears are involved. Mm-hmm. And so we were very close to the dock at this point, proceeded very cautiously as we were walking. Um, they said the bears were off the trail about like, f- you know, 40, 50 feet. So we proceeded cautiously. As we got close to the dock, we saw two or three black bear cubs. I think it was three black bear cubs run, run up, up a, tree. a tree. Meanwhile, everyone on the dock is screaming and freaking out. Because they see these bears yeah. climbing up a tree, right? And there are hundreds of people on the dock, yeah. right? Not how you respond when bears are about no no but yeah and so i took some pictures of these bears Mm -hmm. these baby bears up the tree 
And we could see, we were like, okay, well, where there are baby bears, there are mama bears around. I was like, let's keep moving toward this giant group of people. At least we'll be safer near a giant group of people. Right. So we did. But then we did see a big bear that was there at the base of that tree, but it was not mama black bear. No. It was... It was some Some, kind of grizzly grizzly. bear. (laughs) Because... Apparently, black bears and grizzly bears, they live with and amongst each other. Sure, yep. They aren't mutually exclusive. And sometimes a bunch of cubs from one bear family will go off and hang out with cubs and another bear family. Mm-hmm. So, right. Later, when we were texting our friend and author, Becky Lomax. She's our author. <laughs> yeah, right. She's our author. Our friend, <laughs> who is an also author. an author, <laughs> Becky Lomax. She was saying, oh, yeah, when you see baby bears up a tree, that means that mama bear has sensed danger. So to keep the bears safe, she has sent them up the tree and she's going to go deal with the danger. Make sure that you aren't that danger. Mike and Dusty trepidatiously walked down the trail. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. So, yeah, that was that has been our experience with bears in national parks. But what? is the correct way to respond to bears if one happens upon them. And what does it mean to be bear aware? And what does it mean to be bear aware? So like, I do have to say, based on what I've seen, I do, and I talked about this with Becky too, Mm -hmm. I do feel like there is a bit of an inconsistency in the directions on how to respond to bears. Mm -hmm. Because we're going to go over what the MPS advises. But even inside of what the MPS advises, there's some... Nuance. Nuance and inconsistency. Yeah, so. for sure. So let's take a look at and break down everything to keep in mind to stay bear aware. And just to remember, we're not bear experts by any means. You should do your own research. You should always listen to the rangers. We're presenting some information and experiences that we've had when it comes to bears and hiking in bear country. Um, and some things that you should definitely keep in mind that are universal. That's right. Also, oh, there was the bear that was around the, my neighborhood about, I guess it was about six months ago, mm. just like wandering around. It was a black bear. Mm-hmm. And there were literally people I saw like on social media and in like group chats going like, oh my God, where is it? I want to pet the bear. And I'm like, y'all, I was like on all of them. And I'm like, everybody, if you do happen upon this bear, do not attempt to pet this bear. Yeah. It is a black bear and it does not want you to pet him. No. Most bears don't it want It does you to not pet. want you to pet it. No. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about types of bears and how to identify bears. So we've talked mostly about black bears and grizzly bears. There are also brown bears. Mm-hmm which can sometimes get confused with grizzly bears. Mm -hmm. There's also black bears that are brown that can also get confused with brown bears and grizzly bears. There's also cinnamon bears, and sometimes those can get confused with brown bears and grizzly bears. So most of the time, the bears in North America that one will see while hiking in anywhere where there are bears are black bears or grizzly bears. Mm -hmm. Grizzly bears are in the Rocky Mountain Range, and they're, they've been reintroduced in California, oh. in the Sierra Nevadas. Well, I'm pretty it's on their sure. flag. <laughs> yeah, but there are no grizzly bears on the eastern side of the land, also called the United States. Mm-hmm. There just aren't any. Yeah, just so, black bears. Just black bears. But when you are hiking, the one specific thing 
that is like a huge identifier for identifying a grizzly bear is the hump on its back at the base of its neck. Mm -hmm. If the bear has this hump there, that's a grizzly bear. Mm -hmm. Other bears, their head goes smoothly right into their back and it's like one sort of nice sort of sloped line. Mm -hmm. But if you get that indention up, that bump up, then that is a grizzly bear. Mm -hmm. Grizzly bears also tend to be bigger. Yeah. Right. So we say that because they're the ones who are aggressive, who will hurt you and and they're the ones that kill people yeah not that black bears haven't but grizzly bears do it way 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 more often Mm -hmm. so let's talk about what happens if you see a bear on the side of the road now in yellowstone there were animals all over the side of the road yeah mostly bison yep some elk and yes some elk they were there but we didn't really see any bears on the side of the road no now except for that snarl there were snarl. right there were plenty of people when there was like a buffalo crossing the road they would roll down their window they'd take a photo of the buffalo they'd reach out to the bu- right you shouldn't touch a buffalo no but they could be in their car like fairly close to the sure. buffalo yeah but what should we do if that happens with a bear <laughs> you should not be that close to a bear you want to travel at least 100 yards and you want to pull over in a safe location. Roadside bears become very used to traffic and people. That increases their chances of potentially being hit by a vehicle. So that's something to keep in mind. We don't want, you know, bears are, that is their environment. We're, you know, we are visitors into that environment. So we have to remember that constantly, just like any wildlife. So we have to remember to not only be bear aware, but to be conscientious of the fact that we are entering into a bear's environment where they are most likely the apex predator. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. Right. And the other thing is something that I think people don't realize is that one of the reasons they say do not ever give food to wildlife is because they will become accustomed to eating human food and then see humans as a place to get food. Right. That can certainly lead to wildlife hurting humans. If wildlife becomes threatening to humans in that way, that could be a squirrel. A squirrel could be a threat to a human if a squirrel believes that humans are the only place to get food. Sure. Right. But that could potentially lead to having to euthanize a member of wildlife. Yep. We don't want that. No. Okay. So let's talk about hiking in bear country. The first big rule that everyone says while hiking in bear country is make noise. Yes. So that could include singing the uh, soundtrack to the movie musical Chicago. (laughs) Yeah, or Broadway musical Chicago. Um, It could include um, rehashing films that your friend and hiking partner has not seen or Shakespearean plays. It could just involve having loud conversations. It could also involve potentially wearing a bear bell or a bell of some sort that will just consistently make noise because it's jostling on your bag. Now, the MPS does say that bear bells are not adequate or effective Mm -hmm. and that the best way to make your presence known because bears especially bears that like are in say a national park because park rangers have like worked to make sure that like bears have their own place to be and like know where the trails are and Mm -hmm. whatnot bears like to know what's happening around them so that they can adjust themselves They don't like to be surprised, especially grizzly bears, I would imagine, don't like being surprised. So talking very loudly, making a lot of noise, clapping, just making sure that like 
And that's like above like your regular volume. Yeah. Right? Just making sure that like you are making loud noises. Yep. When we were with Becky um, Lomax hiking in Glacier, she would call out at regular intervals, hey bear, hey bear, like Mm -hmm. at a a pretty loud volume. Right. Just to kind of make it known that we were hiking and keeping our presence, you know. And I was taking my hiking sticks and hitting them together like Vicky or Meredith does in the Parent Trap movie to keep the mountain lions away. Uh, That is effective. It's nice and loud. It's like clapping. Yeah. You can hike in groups. That's another thing that's very recommended because hiking in groups definitely significantly reduces your chances of encountering a bear or having negative bear encounters. Part of that is the noise and the fact that there is more of you. So there's potentially more volume, especially if you're all talking loudly, making noise and clapping. That's right. Mm -hmm. And also, I do know that some people hike solo and that's fine. But also, especially if you're hiking in a bear area, I think it's a great idea to be on a trail that's fair. If you're going to solo hike, then get on a trail that's going to be fairly busy. That's going to have many people on it. Right. Or look into the, you know, look into seeing if you are hiking in an area where there are maybe hiking groups that you can like tag along into or see what sort of ranger led programs there are in the park that you might be able to travel with multiple people as opposed to just being there by yourself. Also, if you see a group and you want to stay near a group, you can always just stay near a group. Mm -hmm. Like even if you're hiking on your own. Right. Right. Another thing is trail running in bear area is not a great idea because bears respond to running and will run after you. Yep. So the NPS does not advise jogging or running, especially if it is on a trail that risks surprising a bear. Right. Don't trail run in this area. Right. There are other areas where people can trail run. Great. But not here. No. Not specifically in a, in a, on a trail in an area where there are bears. Especially because trails are clear throughways, not just for people, but for animals as well. So That's right. if you're running on a trail, a bear has an unobstructed pathway to you um, and they can run pretty fast. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing that's very important and which we did on this trip um, and then as we were hiking, purchased a second bottle of is to carry bear spray. Bear spray is a deterrent um, it's sort of like your last means. It's you, sort of a mace, yeah. but it's really strong and it's yes. for bears. Yes. So the can is under pressure. So it's not something that you could take on an airplane. You, in some places, may be able to rent bear spray for the day, depending on where you're hiking. Um, that is a possibility that we were able to see retailers, outdoor retailers that were renting bear spray. But it's not also that expensive to have. Um, and it's a smart idea to carry it. And you should hope that you never have to use it because that is kind of like your last resort when it comes to dealing with a bear. Yeah. It's also like, God, I hope it works. I mean, I'm sure you can test it before, but mm. <laughs> the... um, I don't know if you'd want to. I, I, yeah. I probably, I think it's probably like a one and done. We haven't had to open it. And it's been a while since I've read the directions. So, yeah. um, I mean, it was opened, but we hadn't had to pull any sort of pin or arm it. Yeah, um, we didn't. So I, you know, I, I don't think it's a, you can test it ahead of time. I think it's a, you got to use it. <laughs> you got to use it yeah. in a moment. Yeah. Now, it, this it will is, fully empty the canister when you deploy When you it. pull it, yeah. yeah. So when you, you can't test it. Don't test it. The thing about bear spray is that it's your final move to use to defend yourself. 
what is advised if for some reason you encounter a bear is to make a lot of noise so that the bear knows that you're there. Not in a way to like try and frighten the bear Mm -mm. because bears are sensitive. Make a lot of noise to make the bear aware that you're there. Uh, They also don't advise eye contact. No direct eye contact. Because some bears find that to be threatening. Mm -hmm. And then you leave slowly. Right. You leave slowly. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, and if you can let the bear leave first. But if you're in a circumstance where the bear is not leaving, then you leave slowly. Mm -hmm. If you run, that will scare the bear. And then that could trigger the bear to run after you. Right. So the bear will think that that's like a game. Mm -hmm. Now, the bear spray is what you use if like that bear is now coming at you and now we're about to have like physical contact, which no one wants physical contact with the bear no. ever in any kind of way, even a black bear, even the sweetest of little black bears. You don't want physical contact with the bear. Right. Now, obviously, if you happen upon a family of like peaceful black bears and you're a little close to them, don't get out your bear spray and spray them. Right. Like, don't do that. Bear spray is how you respond to aggression, an aggressive bear, an aggressive situation coming at you from a bear. Yeah. But what's the most important thing about it is you have to stand your ground and use it. Yeah. Even if the bear is coming at you, you stand your ground and then you shoot the bear spray. Yeah. Right in their face. Yeah. Right. Sounds like a blast. Sounds like a bear spray blast. Mm Mm-hmm. Some other things to just be aware of as you're on the trails and and or out in a bear area is to be aware of your surroundings. Think about what you're seeing on the trail. Um, If you can see that there are prints, see if you can identify what type of prints there are. You can also look for scat or animal poop. And that is another identifier to see if maybe bears are around. You can see how fresh it is yeah some other things to just be kind of cognizant of is the time of day you're hiking and where you're hiking streams and areas of dense vegetation can be particularly risky when you're hiking in a bear country or a bear area and if you're hiking at times of day that are either very early or very late that is a time when bears are much more active yes and so Especially if you're doing some early morning hikes, we obviously typically advocate hike early, hike often. That's when you really should be particularly aware of your surroundings and what's going on. Not that you shouldn't be at any other time of the day, but that's when you're likely to see more bear activity. It's really important if you have young children to keep them close by and to really be mindful of them as well. And the fact that they aren't wandering off without you because that can lead them into a situation that can end disastrously. The other thing that's really important is securing food and waste and garbage. Right. Always pack in and pack in and and pack pack out. out. Always. You don't want to leave any garbage like on a trail ever. And that's also because that wrapper from a granola bar is still going to have that smell on it. And that bear is going to smell. Right. They are often, they have bear boxes. Right. And this is usually near campsites where you can put food where it's secure and a bear can't get inside. Right. There's other ways to, if you're camping with bears, which is not something we're exclusive, camping in a bear area, this is not something we're exclusively talking about in this episode, but there are things that you can do to secure your food in a way that will not be tempting for bears or will 
be attractive for bears, and that could include putting it in a bear box, or if you're through hiking in a bear canister, that will, you know, basically keep that smell out. It's sort of like an airtight chamber. You could also hang your food over a branch that will also help to keep the, and you would do that not near your campsite away from your campsite so that if a bear happened to stumble upon that food, it's not stumbling upon the campsite as well. So there are some practical things to do there. But disposing of waste is really important as Dusty um, rehashed that story from our campsite in Glacier. But also thinking about what you're carrying in your bag as you're hiking and and things that are going to be more pungent in odor than others. We had a friend who was very young and her family was in Yosemite. They had left food in the car and which a lot of people do a lot of people do because they are like this is sort of our makeshift bear box yeah and a bear had totally ripped into the car and like ripped the car door off to get the food yeah like <laughs> they came back the to car door yeah the, in half yeah, yeah. In, to pull it so down. obviously bears are very strong bears have a good sense of smell and bears will be persistent if they're trying to get something that is food related, even if it's human food, even if they haven't been introduced to that. If if a bear or an animal is hungry enough, that's something that would be a driving force for them to get food. Yes. Yeah. So we ask everybody to do your homework prior to going to an area where there are bears. Right. And to check in with the ranger and to see what sort of bear activity is about, because there are situations where trails or parts of parks may be closed because of bear activity. And it's really important to listen to those ranger warnings and any sort of signs that may indicate that, hey, there's either bear activity here or this is a bear active area. Um, And that may be, you know, one thing may be temporary and the other may be something that is very permanent. Be aware when you're out there, take all the safety precautions you can make sure that you're making smart decisions because no one ever should have to come upon a bear unexpectedly. That is at least this Libra's worst nightmare. (laughs) Right. And now let's end this trail mix with a game. We're going to end this trail mix like we end most of our episodes with some gameplay. And um, we're going to do some trivia. And this is a word play game, which Great. I love word play games. Me too. So this is um, contains the word bear. Okay. So these are all other words that contain the word bear. I'm ready. I'll be giving you a clue and you'll need to answer. I'm ready. All right. This may either be facial growth or a lovely young lady who poses as your girlfriend when you take her home to meet the folks. What is a beard? That's correct. <laughs> yeah. Um, the- I have had the first, but not the latter. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have, but I have not been the first, but I've been the latter. No, I'm no. kidding. I've never been a beard. <laughs> I don't know that that would work out. And if you're looking for a beard, I don't do that I anymore. I don't do that anymore. <laughs> that was the 30 Rock reference. <laughs> okay. Um, so... These would be the people, ancestors, or relatives that may have come before you. Oh. Um, oh, I don't know. What's a forebearer? Oh, a forebearer. A forebearer. Okay. Okay. If you're lost in the woods and you can't make heads or tail of the map, you're trying to get a sense of your what? What is bearings? That's correct. These people are often male relatives who are closest to the deceased who carry the casket. Oh. 
what are pallbearers? That's correct. So the thing that like a body gets brought in on mm-hmm. is called a beer. B-E-I-R. A beer. Yeah, which I thought that's what you were asking. No, no. Lastly, if you have a parent who tends to hover and often be very um, brutish in how they handle your life and sort of is like what would be equatable to like a helicopter parent, they might be known as this. What is overbearing? That's correct. Look at you. And that is contains the word bear. This has been Trail Mix by Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast. And we're here to remind you to hike early and hike often, and that adventure is always out there. Gaze at the National Parks was created and is hosted by us, Dustin Ballard and Michael Ryan. To see images from this episode, follow our Instagram at Gaze at the National Parks. To contact us, email us at gaze at the National Parks at gmail.com. And to find out more about the parks visited on the show, visit our website, gaze at the National Parks.com. That's gaze, G A Z E. All original artwork featured on Instagram, on our website, and in the gaze shop is by me, Michael Ryan. All original music was written by Dave Seaman and performed by Dave Seaman, Mariella Klinger, and Sean Sleos. Our music producer is Skylar Fortgang. This episode was edited by me, Dustin Ballard. We would also like to acknowledge that while recording this episode that we are on the traditional and stolen lands of the Lenape people also known as Middlesex County, New Jersey. 